what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. This is uh, Jason Rouse, and uh, welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Uh, my guest on the show, Esther Koo, is uh, here uh, in Los Angeles, avoiding the uh, cold, cold weather that I've, I've known, because uh, you told me you uh, spent some time in Boston, and you lived in New York for a bit, didn't you? Or Yes, I so did. So you've seen snow. and I grew uh, up in snow in Chicago. It sounds silly to people who grew up in and around this kind of climate, but um, from somebody who's had to deal with feet of of life-threatening uh, weather conditions, I've, I was thinking about this. The, the, on, from walking to my house to school when I was a kid, like five, I don't know, six-year-old kid, and thinking back how what I had to go through and what the climate was like, uh, that's BB modern-day child abuse. You know what? Right? I had to walk to school in snow and have holes in my shoes. Yeah. You know? Soaking wet feet. Soaking wet feet because you don't buy boots every year, you know? Can I tell you one of the most embarrassing times of my life? What? Like, one of the last times of real embarrassment in my life anyway was... Um, I lived in a, uh, like a, a project's. In uh, in Hamilton, just outside of Hamilton, it was called uh, Kenora Avenue. It's still, and we had to walk through uh, this gully uh, through Red Hill Creek. There was like a bridge that went over, but it was wilderness. There was animals and and uh, shit that we had to walk through, mm-hmm. and the pond would freeze over. And um, we were out out. I'm hearing my Canadian flying out <laughs> out in a boot. <clears throat> um, we spent the day jumping on the ice. And so much so that, that this super thick ice that we we're trying to fracture all the way across this small pond um, didn't realize over time <laughs> it gave way and ended up going up to the ice water up to just my armpits and having to run the rest of the literally for halfway mark uh, to the school and um, they made me put all the clothes on from the lost and found. <gasps> Because my other clothes were wet, and I remember, oh man, I had a girl's purple <laughs> leotard <laughs> as pants. I looked. Oh like, my god, maybe the principal just wanted to see you in a leotard. Listen, I was four, and there's a good chance. <laughs> uh, it was a different time. I used to get the strap, and then they stopped giving it to me. I, you went to I, school I, at four? I uh, yeah, I mean, I was raised by wolves, but I went to school at four. Wow, I, I got didn't the strap. start school till much later than you. You didn't start school until after you were four years old? Yeah, I mean, that's for, that's like, fan, that's preschool, right? Yeah. Uh, I never went to preschool. Really? Isn't that by law? No, law is kindergarten. All these people who send their kids to preschool. Uh, I think there's a slightly different system because it goes up to like grade 13 now. 
What do you have in the U.S.? What is it, grade 12? What um, is it? Grade 8. I'm and so then detached. High school, high school is... 9, 10, 11, 12. 9 to 12. And I think there's a grade 13. I didn't have to go to preschool. It wasn't mandatory. I went to a Chicago public kindergarten. Yeah, it's because your parents loved you. They wanted to keep you at home. I was on a fucking... Don't you accuse kayak. my parents of loving me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Stop Bastard. spreading rumors. I'm trying to be a comic here. I don't need anybody holding my hand. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, fuck. I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, I had an embarrassing moment in oh, kindergarten. Oh, leotards, yeah. You have. Yeah, you were in a leotard. I peed in my pants. In, oh, everyone pisses their pants. But like... I'm doing it right now. In gym <laughs> class, I was too embarrassed to ask where the bathroom was. And... yeah. It was my first, you know, it was the first few days of kindergarten. And there's about 30 kids sitting in a circle on the floor in the, in the gym. And I didn't know which door was the bathroom. And I was so scared of asking because I wasn't really allowed to talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't ask. And instead, For good reason. And instead, I just started peeing. I was just like, you know, fuck it. Here, here yeah, goes. Yeah, my body's going to shut down. Here goes. No, not shut down. I just, I released my bladder. And and then this pool of liquid started growing yeah, around it was a good me. Piss. And <laughs> it was a huge piss, and all and the they, kids around me started holding toasters. Started getting up and like running away from me. Yeah, yeah you got the cooties now. And then um, the teacher made me finish peeing in the bathroom. And so, but like this, this oh, school had shame. this the school shame. had two toilets. One little one and one big one. And that was my first time in the bathroom that year. Yeah. So they're kind of facing each other. And my teacher makes me pee, finish my pee in there, which I feel like I probably finished it on the floor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why is she making me finish my pee? You don't like just pee half your tank. You finish. When you pee, you, you pee. Well, there's, unless she was taking you away from the rest of the class to kind of avoid your any more humiliation... Or a weirdo. Well, so she came in the bathroom. I don't know if it, if she was being a weirdo or if just it just was kind of like normal. Like who cares? Like she peed and I peed. Or oh, I she faced you while she pissed. Yeah. Like the bathroom was How designed. Old are you? I was five. Okay. The bathroom well, you were was, quite young. A little supervision at that age is not. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's fine. I didn't, no, nothing happened. She didn't like violate me or anything. No, right? no, no, no. But, but it's weird making eye contact with somebody you <laughs> work with during the day. And now you're making grunting noises. Well, but kindergarten teachers are more like daycare babysitters than they well, are yeah, teachers. They got to be because they're covered in snot. Yeah. A spit, and shit, she had to piss, clean my blood. pee. Yeah. 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 You're, you're a nurse with a third of the wage. Yeah. I was a, a teacher's assistant for kindergarten. You were? For two, three. Oh, man, that's so fun. <laughs> I would love to do that. Am uh, I qualified to do that? No, this was part of a, um, a way to get out of school. So there was different co-op programs. When you were in high school? When I was in high school. It was oh. a terrible school. Like We were talking about that uh, your former family car. That we, every time the Hyundai you know, Elantra. That's what the city of Hamilton was oh. to me. So, um, anything to get away, anything, to, anything to get away out of your head in some form. So I wasn't even into, I hadn't even touched alcohol at that point. A lot of my friends were 
um, experimenting and whatnot. But uh, I was into more uh, like skateboarding and BMX and things. So awesome. That wasn't my uh, my uh, thing at that point. So fuck, I keep losing my train of thought. God damn it. You wanted to get away from high school. You oh, taught, yeah, yeah, you taught yeah, yeah. kindergarten. Co-op, co-op, co-op. So there was a bunch of them. They, more or less, they were, it was like slave labor. So you would get a, um, a a small check at the end of the week, and you'd go in and, and do assistance. Some of them, most of them were some sort of, um, I forget what the other ones were, but I remember they were really shit. But one of them, you could go and do a uh, co-op at a um, uh, school, kid's school across the street. So I think maybe twice a week I would go over and I'd read stories. I wish if there was a picture of me reading stories you to know, kids. I know. I feel like there's so much I've done that I haven't taken a picture of. Yeah. Because I've read stories to kids too and I never took a picture while I was there. Yeah. Well, you've lived long enough to see the kind of, you know, um, Norm MacDonald, I think you did a bit about, like there used to be just one photo and it was the family. And that was the photo, and everyone looked oh, at the photo. Oh, that's so true. And now there's a million. You can literally, you know those flip books? I think if you took everybody's, the, the, if someone has invented this already, if you could take the, the collective of any uh, a digital um, remnants of a person who's maybe dead or alive and compact their media into a kind of a, almost a... Uh, a 3D kaleidoscope meets a flip book. So you could see them, you know, uh, especially people younger even than yourself through baby photos, video clips, little phone things, all the media in chronological order, what your life would look like in that giant sausage of bullshit that you've been spewing on the internet like a fucking idiot. I think most people... Maybe that's what, when, if there is a place that you go when you die, you're judged in some form of a uh, collective of all your experiences and they weigh them in different ways. Maybe. Maybe I've smoked too much weed before you got here. Maybe when you die, you just die. I'm hoping. You know, because I but grew, I up, be I grew up with the fear of hell. Oh, Christian. On my shoulders. Isn't that cool? And you're sitting in Satan's basement right here. <laughs> We're in a, a bottom uh, of a castle and under a moat, and there's screaming people in cages down the hall, right? <laughs> a lot of people are afraid. I don't really have people around that much. And uh, I've had a couple of you know, mutual friends that we had through the comedy community come over, and, they, and on the way over, they're like, oh, no. What is it going to be there? Is it going to be skinned dogs? <laughs> and no, there's. A, Do you think so? A ch- child's hand, I think sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're paranoid a little bit. I don't know. Um, I'm not scared of you. You shouldn't be. I am made of spiders, though. You know. You've been. I around, have scarier friends than you. You've um. What did what were you talking about just before that? Um, we were talking about <laughs> oh religion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So going to hell. Going to hell. Going to hell. Malachi, Malachi. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I've been doing it for three years. <laughs> it's a soundbite from a, uh, a really bad horror movie from the 80s called Children of the Corn. Oh, I never saw it. It's not very good. It, you know, there's some stuff that you can watch again, like uh, 
uh, Night of the Living Dead. Have you seen that? No. It's really good. It's a zombie movie, and um, these punk rockers get locked into mortuary, and the zombies What's come back to called? life. What's it called? Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's really okay, fun. Okay, I'll check it out. Night of the Living Dead. Very, very uh, evil dead. Because I, I like horror, and, like comedy and tragedy. I like to really sew those things, those extremes very close to yeah, each other. Yeah, people say that I have dark comedy. Or I do dark comedy. Yeah. You know? I think... And to me, I guess I'm just naturally like that, that I don't label it dark. I don't think it's... No. Not next to me. <laughs> no. You know what? Those people usually were ones who like grew up in sunny California. So I show up and they're like, gosh, White she's so dark. 20s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I grew up with palm trees and you know and stuff. So, but you're right. You're more next level. I, I not not even a next level. I I think maybe a a, a suicide drop. <laughs> I try to make it as nihilistic as possible. Yeah. And you know we were talking about um, various comedy scenes and stuff. But you know you've lived in a few different cities. Is uh, what's your favorite? My favorite, um, you know what? I guess I miss New York a lot because I spent the most time there. Yeah, it's you know? dense. I miss yeah. London, England for that. You know, I even lived in New York for just a short time. Just energy of just... It's all energy. That's I, the thing. This I is purgatory. Just, it's gorgeous, but it's just... Yeah, it's almost creepy. Whereas New York, you could just be real and I would do a million things a day. Whereas here, you're stuck in traffic getting to the one thing you're doing that day, mm -hmm. maybe to the second thing you're doing that day. And so it kind of like driving in the car on the highway in between those things, Purgatory. it kind of slows your energy down. Whereas in New York, you just take the subway, bam, 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 you're and, there. And not only that, you can't slow down in New York. You'll get run over metaphorically yeah. and physically. You'll be pushed by an elderly woman, asshole, this is a staircase. Fuck your map. Fuck you. I'm going to miss my train home to my grandson. You cocksucker. <laughs> Where you're, everyone's in their bubble. I've, I've never um, driven a car in my life. What? Yep. No way. Why? Because I love that reaction when I tell people that. <laughs> I've never gotten my ears pierced. Really? <laughs> <laughs> or I've never gotten a tattoo. Um no, I never learned I think how to drive. Driving a car is so like it feels so free, freeing. It feels I wouldn't so know. American. I've never had that experience. I get it. It, it probably comes with a flag and a gun and a sports team. It feels you get good. Car keys. It's America. It's so American to drive in an open field. Yeah. Like, don't you want to experience I'm in that? I'm a steel bullet flying across the planet. You always use public transportation. Fuck you. No Uber. Look oh at where God. I am. Like, literally, Ralph's is there. You just walk everywhere. Runyon's there. That's how you stay in shape. And then uh, Laugh Factory's there. The farthest I go is the Rainbow Room. And then you take an Uber to the airport. Uber to the airport. Not, but even that, it's, it's six bucks for me to Uber but to the I store. But I love, like, not being in the car with an Uber driver and just blasting my music and just singing along. As loud as I want. Well, if you go in the back of the Uber and start crying immediately, the driver won't bother you at all. 
And just banging your head against the back. That's of how the I seat. have a good Uber rating. I have a great Uber rating. What's your rating? It's like four five four point nine. Wow, you have a better one than me. I do have a better one than you. I have four point seven. You seem a little disappointed <laughs> that Jason Rouse has a better Uber rating. <laughs> I have job. to be I have to be pretty diplomatic in You know what I heard recently social situations like that. I heard that Uber drivers want you to talk to them. I'm conversive. If if in some of them even uh, language is an issue with uh, the English isn't the first, but I can kind of navigate a little bit uh, with you know some slang and things in places I've been. Yeah. But um, for the most part, they're all pretty. You know, out of work actors and uh, you know people trying to save their homes. I think for the most part. Yeah, just making ends meet. Yeah. And so they feel they look like more Joes. They feel disrespected if you just get in and are silent and treat it like it's a car service. I, I think anybody would because it, it isn't a taxi. Taxis have kind of set themselves up t- to actually have glass in some points. Where in Uber, you're, you're in somebody's personal property. And uh, they get angry and start jacking off in the back. <laughs> and pointing at the guy's mouth and going, I'm going to pop. I'm going to pop. They hate it. I got in one Uber. It had a Nintendo yeah, back. I have one with a black light in it. You know, yeah, that's fine. Good. I think they should. No, they have. That's they how they bonuses. have such a high rating. Yeah, because they set up the like a Nintendo candies, system. Bottles of water. I used to see bar- loads of bottles of water and candies. Not I so much now. You know what? Why is that? Because assholes get drunk. They spit the candies out on the floor or leave the wrappers. Okay, I understand the candy, but why not the water anymore? Because people are just tired of picking up garbage, especially when you've been in a, a shitty uh, commute with somebody and now you're in the back of your own vehicle picking up their trash. You want to follow them to where you drop them, give them the trash they left in the car with a baseball bat to decide the legs, push them into a house fire or something, Burn, <laughs> burning babies, screaming, Malachi, Malachi. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would not, especially who wants to be in a closed area with a stranger in their backseat? You don't know what these fucking, we were talking about the local people here. There is people coming off of some heavy trauma, whether it be mental, physical stuff, because this is like a trauma placed, um, uh, uh, city. So. It attracts traumatized people. Totally, totally traumas. you can convert your trauma into, into wealth fame. and fame, yeah. That's interesting. You know, convert and people, your... people have done that successfully, but there's yeah. all these unsuccessful traumatized people here. Very much so. <laughs> right? Very unsuccessful traumatized people. It's yeah. a fucking uh, pet shelter. It's a cesspool of traumatized people trying to capitalize <laughs> on their trauma. I just picture all these comedians naked, shivering in a basement or something. <laughs> Don't shine the light on us. <laughs> yeah, it's trauma-based. But it also makes for interesting... Um, I've had to look at it as more of a... Uh, I'm... Bio, Biodome with Pauly Shore. Remember that movie? Oh, I never saw it. You never seen Bio, Biodome? Biodome. Anyway, no. it's like almost like, um, what was that Jim Carrey movie where he was in his own TV show? Truman Show. Yeah. This is this is like the Truman Show. Did it come out before Truman Show? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. But it's different, though. It, okay, it's more it's wacky. Not... It's more wacky. True okay. shows more drama and, and fun, but uh, um, it's with one of the... Uh, I'll check it out. One of the Baldwin brothers is his sidekick. I remember watching Encino Man. Yeah. When I was on family vacation. It had a good run of like, films. Like, what yeah. stand-up comedian who's come out... Became a movie star. And did multiple movies. Mm-hmm. But you've done some movies, some film, some stuff. I see your social I, media. I did one movie last year. You're in front last, of the camera, people are year. pointing. Yeah? Yeah. How do you like that? Um, you know, it's different because the energy is slower, you know, than stand-up. But it's, it's a good muscle to work out. Yeah. And That's how I looked at it. Yeah. It was a Kickstarter movie that I did. And, um, you know, I just needed some experience anyway, because I'm not, that was my first movie. So I'm not really, you know, I've taken acting classes and stuff, but I've, I'm not like, you know, taught at yeah, like an acting school. you're not doing school. theater stage. Yeah, I've never done ag- theater. Like, Does it paralyze I was fri- like I was it friends with me? the, I was friends with all the theater kids in high school because they were all in band also. Yeah. And I always looked at them like, wow, you guys are so talented. Oh, I'm blown away by somebody who can do live theater. I have friends and I've seen multiple Blown plays. away. And like, I'll sit there and I'm like, everyone has to be ready now. Yeah. Till the end. I know, and they're we've so on it. $20 million worth of curtains and fucking, there's a seven-year-old girl who's going to sing a solo. At the, I went and saw the Nutcracker. And all the moving parts, yeah. you got to be on your game, you got to yeah. jump on stage and... And also, if something goes wrong, you got to improvise. Like, you know? how, how? How? I couldn't look. I would fucking plummet that whole thing. It'd be no... If I somebody stumbled and I felt flippant, and I, I'd go like Andy Kaufman. But also, wouldn't you go... You, wouldn't you get bored with like doing the same lines every night? Most Definitely. I think that's part of part so of the skill of bored. Yeah, like I like being able to just change it up and. Well, you're locked into this, so even when you're off, you're not off because you 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 now your muscle memory is so conditioned because you've been doing ten shows a week interplay, and you've been doing six months of rehearsal, and you're getting nothing. But there's twenty million dollars put into this thing, and now you've got to make it sing for a week so that you get enough rate, ratings that it will get turned over to a season or I don't know what the process is, but, um, but it's all, people are stressed out. I think they're all weirdos. Those people are weirdos that do theater. They're (laughs) annoying. They're like, they're like Anne Hathaway. Is that what it is? Didn't she have like a dual personality? She looks like a theater kid. She totally looks like a, 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 like a theater brat. Yeah. Like that annoying theater girl. Like that goody two shoes. Oh, you're just perfect at everything. She's always eating like seeds out of her pocket or something like that. Yeah, she's that annoying girl. Like there was a <laughs> Anne Hathaway at my school, but she wasn't uh, as dramatic. good looking. Yeah. You know, they're usually like 380 pounds. Like there's something annoying about what she looks like, Anne Hathaway. Like, are you attracted to her? Not at all. Because I know that when shit hits the fan, those girls get eaten first by cannibals. Yeah. They go right to the wood chipper. When uh, people are out there, you know, fucking for gasoline and it's full Fury Road Mad Max, she's going to be tied to the front of a truck. 
and drive through the city. Because she only knows how to like <laughs> she memorize knows, lines. That's it. She makes the only thing she's ever made was herbal tea. <laughs> and now she's being cut into steaks for the underdwellers. When the apocalypse hits. Yeah, you know that she's not gonna you know that you can run. You can run. Well, when the earthquake hits LA, she'll be first to be <sighs> swallowed up. Was that something in your head before you moved here? Because when you're on the other coast, it's not even a, a thing. Yeah, I know. At least like with stuff that happens in the Midwest, like we had tornado drills and we would all go underneath our desks and have a tornado drill, but a tornado never Is that came. even a relevant thing anymore? Is that even a safety? I know doorways. Yeah, you're supposed to go in the basement. In the basement? Yeah. Doesn't everything collapse? I know no, the wind takes tornado, everything off the top. A tornado, it'll like Scoop it. blow the roof off your house or a building. So it's Some safest of them cut to clean be clean to the ground though. It's safest to be underground. People don't know. People don't know what nature can do. No, it's really terrifying. And uh actually we had a real tornado come by when I was living in Champaign, Illinois. And I was in orientation. Probably not even that big, but still impressive. Well, it was scary. Yeah. Because we're all crammed in the basement. Yeah, it looks like witchcraft. And like, we don't know what's happening and we have to wait till the clear comes and everybody's stressed out. Yeah. But it- Because you see Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Yes. It's true. It looks like that. (laughs) Yeah. And then nothing happened. Like it went away. It didn't get that close to us and we were fine. And so it's not like we came up and we're like, holy shit, look at all the trees. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I've seen multiple, it's like a running joke in Canada, like seeing these trailer parks hit by tornadoes in the same places. Isn't there like a place in Texas called Tornado Alley where people live? They yeah, set up their the shit. The Bible Belt is Tornado Alley. Of course, because God is like, enough. I handed out the books. You figure it out. Stop getting together. God is like, stop living in these open fields. Yeah. Like, just send one person out into the field to grow corn. You guys go out there and get it once in a while. And come back. Don't build a city in a cornfield. How long were you in church for? Uh, Till I was 17. (sighs) Yeah, I I taught Bible. Bible study. I had Bible study students. 17? Were you in a private Catholic school? No, my parents were... Where were your friends? Did anyone pull you aside? Multiple people pulled you aside and said, listen... You got to get rid of these fucking losers or come to our parties. <laughs> well, you know what? I had to kind of figure it out on my own. Like kids would make fun of me at school for being in a cult or asking them to study Bible with me. What friends? Like what, what opposing religious factions? Well, everybody, everybody was Catholic in my school growing up. Yeah. So you who know? would mock you? Other Catholics or? I guess. Yeah. Because of the faction of Catholicism that you well, guys were just in? because like I was more hardcore Christian. Your father, my parents, both and my, of them, my church. Yeah, did they meet? Had your parents met in church? They, yeah, they had an arranged marriage at their church. Yeah, so I was like Do you have super. Brothers? I was super brainwashed. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I have I have three brothers and a sister. I was in a religious cult. You were. Yeah. What cult? <laughs> oh. The guy ended up going to jail for n- nothing, um, for, oddly enough, for embezzlement. There was this community center that this guy had taken over, and it was like a church with a gymnasium 
on it. And I, had, I had family members that were going, and I was made to go anyway. I escaped. I had them bring my bicycle one time because I had to stay there every day in the summer. Off school, any hours outside of school, I had to stay at this church. And uh, I put my um, say BMX bikes, shit like that. I had my bike in the gym, and they left the back door open, and I fucking... Michael J. Fox right down the stairs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Never went back. That's awesome. How then, old were you? And then Jesus came to me and kissed me. <laughs> oh, this is uh, high school. I don't know. 17, 18, 17? No, oh. 16. Probably 16. Maybe. 16? I can't remember. But church all the time. And I'm just like, oh, no, no. It's, this is terrible. Your sales pitch I sucks. Was, I was a... You know, I was basically employed by the church, and I never got paid. Yeah, well, you, know? you were you were uh, subservient. I could probably sue them, like fuck for back them. hours. Fuck them for like abusing my childhood with like. I wonder if that's vacuuming even a case. the Bible house, like wiping the dust off the plants at the front yeah. of the. And they convince church. you to think that it's your labor of love. Yeah, because they convince you that you're God's servant. Yeah, and so that's how they get you to do everything for free. And I would. Bake cookies and brownies Ugh. for Sunday service and set up the chairs <laughs> and, you know, fold the chairs, put the chairs away, put out the folding tables, make copies of yeah. the hymns and pass them out yeah. and s- rehearse and but sing. Then, but uh, no regrets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like outside of uh, child labor, you come out of it pretty unscathed and your comedy reflects that. You don't um, care any shame or baggage from... The, the uh, church days in your comedy. Yeah. Uh, for anything that I've seen of it, there's no hesitation or you don't really dabble being kind of cheeky. There's none of that. You're, you're kind of, well, you're all in. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, Where there's Christian guys that would be like, I'm going to be a little poo-poo pee-pee. And it's just like. I know. <sighs> I'm almost, because this country is still very Christian. Big time. A lot of and Catholic people. And so I'm so hardcore the other influence? way after growing up in such a Christian way that I meet Christians who are like, oh, that's too bad you had such a negative experience. It would have been better if you went to a church like mine. Yes. And I'm like, no. Your program's like any the same. Church, yeah. Any church. Okay, yours was milder than my church. But still, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to abide by those rules. You know, they think like these Christians think that because if you're not a Christian or if you don't go like if you're not religious, that you must have no moral compass. See, people in different parts of Europe are listening to this right now going this just why are you just doing that? Like this is common sense to them. And this is a discussion that has such an influence in our morality in this part of the world. Not only like all of this affects like. The ability to get hired, too. Big time. You know, I auditioned for Disney projects. And then, no, who knows? Nope. Maybe maybe they might like me. But then they look me up and they're like, oh, what the nope. fuck? Like, she needs to appeal to, like, middle America Christianity. I've had to change my online uh, Airbnb uh, language, my name a bit, so that because people would be Googling me. And going, fuck, no. I can't blame them. There's me holding babies covered in blood. And uh, they're like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, but you know what's good about us? At least we own who we are. 
Most definitely. There's you no know? turning like, back. Like I did that photo shoot where I'm doing a microphone bukkake. Yeah. And did you come up with that? Yeah. That's clever. Thank you. And it was still in the context of comedy. It's comedy and it's sexual and it's, you know, um, it's just funny. And I know people, I know, I don't have to worry about. A Christian about- girl would be looking at it going, oh, she's crying because she's got too many microphones in her face. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how they look at it. Right. <laughs> and to me, it's like, I know that I don't get those like Nickelodeon jobs anyway. So, but you aesthetically, you totally look children's television. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know, you know, and and a but part your of me, language is not. Yeah. So there's probably uh, you know I'm glad that you, I'm also. You have to be aware of that, or you're or you're fucked. It's the person that's complaining about why am I'm not getting this and that. You're not wired for that. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just not wired for it. And other opportunities in different forms show And you up. have your fan base. You yeah, know? there's and four junkies in Winnipeg. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's like if you want to appeal to the mainstream, you kind of turn v- like vanilla. So I'm not trying to appeal to the mainstream. I'm not trying to be like, you know. I've had a lot of talk. People pull me aside in different forms and saying, maybe you should try and. Tone it down. And I'm like, I just keep doing TV. And, and you know, I'll just keep ending it's, up on my feet. You know what? It's it's <laughs> easier to give advice than to take your own fucking advice. Yeah. Like, Most I don't know who these people... Any... I don't know who these people are who have the balls to come up to us and say you things like... You know some like, of them. And, and I'm just like, well, where's your career? Most definitely... Most definitely. And I, I'm just like, that. that's a, an American business model they're trying to push on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where a lot of these guys don't have passport. A lot of the guys haven't done comedy out of the state of California in years and are trying to give uh, some sort of hand-drawn rule book on what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Yeah, you know, I think it's easier, like, for me, I'd rather just be myself and then conform to what they want out of me. Yeah, well, there's no now. Now, now, you know, you've been doing comedy for quite some time now, and there's no, like, backpedaling. Yeah. There's no, there's not, you can't even sidestep from um, anything that you've, that context of television or any of these various theme shows and stuff that you've been on, and people will identify you with that forever. There's no going, there's no point of return. We just have to keep going now. Yeah, right to Calgary, Alberta. You'll be performing at Cowboys. Is that how you pronounce Calgary? Did I say it? I'm how not- do you say it? You're from Canada, so you know. You would, you would assume... Um, I don't really represent the language as my, I can hear my subtle Canadianisms here and there mm-hmm. and a little bit of, it wanders moderately here and there, but, um, people from the West, it's an East coast, West coast thing. So what I might say, I'd say Calgary, Calgary. Calgary? Well, Calgary is not Calgary. really on the West Coast. West Coast is kind of like an inch and a half inside, yeah. Yeah. depending on the size of map you're looking at. 
Yeah, it's 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 going to be weird. I can't, you're only going to be there for like 24 hours, 30 hours. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, you know, out of, you know, like we were talking earlier, it's, you know, Vancouver. You said you've been to Toronto. Yeah, Toronto is cool because I'm from Chicago. So that was Sister always, cities, aren't they, or was, something yeah, like that? Yeah, like we would yeah. jump up to Plus Toronto. Second City, comedy, and It's very Toronto, similar. Yeah. I've never been. It looks cool. Um, I think the landscape, because it's created those kind of um, Second City with um, Martin Short and mm-hmm. stuff in that era of comedy, they were team swapping constantly. My first time to Toronto, I bought an Aladdin towel, an Aladdin beach towel <laughs> as my souvenir from Toronto. At the airport when you were on your way out, right? Something authentic. No. It was, it, well, I just loved Aladdin, the movie. Yeah. It was just so funny. Yeah. Well, at least it reminds you of Canada. Yeah. Because everyone sees the movie Aladdin and they're like, ah, oh, those hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, when uh, were you in Toronto? Um, you know, when I was probably in like sixth grade, we had... Oh, this is... I thought it was comedy related. No, no, no. This uh, was like I band assume, related. Oh, you had a life before comedy? Who are you? <laughs> I was I was in band and we had some competition in Toronto. Yeah. And so we performed there. So I remember buying a souvenir on my band trip. Because that's what you do when you go on a band trip. Sure. And the movie <laughs> Aladdin, why not? How many days in Toronto? Summer, winter? It was a weekend or something. That's it. That's not it. That's not Canada. I know. You, you got to go to Kelowna <laughs> and get in a knife fight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch a night fight. No. Oh, you can see some pretty... Because of healthcare, Canadians kick the shit out of each other. Oh, my God. You're going to see some wicked street fights. Wow. All you do is tap one drunk guy on the shoulder and go, did you hear what he said about you? And then it's the rodeo. Oh, man. You're going to have a great time. Cowboys. Who's on that bill with you? Nicole, Amy Schreiber, and Kate Quigley. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Isn't it? That's cool. You guys are totally fucked. Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Is that the show? That's the show. Holy shit. What? Do you know how to fire a gun? Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be great. Okay. It's going to be great. What's the, what's the fundraiser for? It's for women's health... Um, some fundraiser for that. It's oddly enough at Cowboys where probably more girls have been date raped coming out of that bar. Oh, really? Than anywhere else in the city. Oh, I've never been there, but I saw pictures online. It looks like a wild place. Yeah, it's it's very uh, you know Texas themed. Yeah, it's it's good. It's gonna. Have... I don't get date raped, you know. No, because I have a very like. Well, you're going to Cowboys. I have a very. I can make a phone call what for you. What is that word? Harsh personality. Yeah, you're not really good with people at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I've had an Uber driver who was like, oh, she's rapeable when I'm walking to the car. Then I get in and he's like, oh, fuck this chick. Yeah. He's like, oh, she's going to complain through the rape. Yeah. She's going to write me a bad rape review. So bad I'm not going to even bother review. raping her. She it, seems like she who, follows up on her rapes. Who owns the domain name for rape review? Dot com. Dot com. Might be available. I have dot co dot uk. <laughs> so if you're is out Canada there. Is Canada dot ca? It is. 
Oh, but man. But it was never. There's very few people that... Why isn't it C-A-N? Dot can. Who's got that? I do Cambodia? I always was confused because California is C-A, which I thought would be C-A-L, oh, right? Oh, true. So they go two letters deep, and then they're like, go fuck yourself. C-A. But technically, I think aesthetically, it should be three to give you a chance. Yeah, because it looks incomplete, just like my last name. It's like, I'm always like, they're like, what's your last name? I'm like, K-U. And they keep looking at me, holding their pen, like, it's going to be longer. And I'm like, no, that's it. K-U. Yeah, but they're not used to dealing with text in that, in two letters. They're not used to looking at two-letter words. Two-letter last names. Yeah, or just words in general always used uh, to bridge a sentence opposed to having just two words wouldn't really give you identity to a name. Mm -hmm. There's not enough meat on it for someone to take it serious because it's not in, in the culture. Is that why I haven't been raped? My name. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's so bad, you're unrapeable. <laughs> it is. Like, did you hear? He raped Esther Koo. Oh. Why? How old is that she guy? She sounds so ugly. <laughs> no, no, it'd be like. She sounds unfuckable. What's that guy's name? <laughs> How desperate do you gotta be? Esther's a. I went out with Agnes, speaking old lady names. Agnes. Yeah. I like them. Do you like old lady names? My grandmother's name uh, was Helen. Mm-hmm. Helen Hong? Not Helen Hong. Helen Hayes. Helen Irish. Hayes. Irish. Ye old Irish. I've only been a few times. I grew up with Irish people. I like them. You know, Chicago. Irish people, are Chicago, fun. Irish people in Chicago, that's like, yeah. you know, they dye the, they dye the river green. They like used to people be signs. go all out. There used to be signs, no dogs. Uh, no Irish. No Irish, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that was a sign. Yeah. I mean, people think you have white privilege. Look at all the racism you faced as an Irishman. I never did any of that. I never... Uh, I did actually have some direct... It was a weird thing. I got billed because of the color. I got charged more for something because of the color of my skin. What did you get charged for? I, they asked me for a bigger deposit because I had tattoos. <laughs> oh, my God. Those Google searches we were talking about. On an apartment? Yeah. I had to pay like an extra $1,000. Because you because look Because the lead agency. Sketchy. Yeah. See, that's why, that's part of the reason why I don't get tattoos is because. Oh, no. You're inviting a whole different kind of dynamic. Or dye my hair well, purple. As you can see. Uh, nothing past my elbows. Okay, so you could wear hair. you could wear a I short, wear a short sleeve, sleeve shirt and and be long business pants puff. and go through customs uh, unscathed. But without getting just sometimes people will use it as a uh, an avenue. And now I see what legit like sailors and fucking bikers and shit and and people who did things to acquire certain markings on their bodies, tattoos, scars was a status where now the kid at the espresso bar he's got a full neck piece and some uh, Russian prison stuff that he doesn't even know. I think everybody should that gets tattoos should have to do a year in jail. Why? Just for the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
No, I've never. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, they would warn me about people like you. Because what, the white my ones? image, no, tattooed, pierced, my image of people in bars was you. Yeah, most of them you are. You know, doing bad things. Like, I was taught that a good Christian. Why are you Christian, giving me the claw when you talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> a good Christian doesn't tattoo hand. himself. And so oh, it's sure. almost like the mark of a bad person. And so I always, like, people always told me, don't go to bars, that's sinful, and you don't want to be with those worldly people. And I just imagine bars were full of people. Suicide girls and cocaine. Who are tattooed, doing drugs. Yeah, and that's what it is. And those are the cool (laughs) bars. Those are cool bars. You know? Are they, even if you're not, as a voyager, I'm sure you've, you know, you've been in Hollywood for a minute. It's like you get to see some kind of stuff where you're like, ah, so this is why you come here. There's a lot of people doing weird shit. I mean, I think I've had more of that in New York. Yeah, Seeing it's more at your feet. Seeing people doing cocaine and bars in New York at two in the morning. Yeah. You know. Have you ever experimented with drugs? I know your uh, sponsor and mutual friend, Gino at LA Speedweed. Uh, yeah. Are you sponsored best. by him? I am not, but I may as well be. You should He always be. takes good care of me. He's, uh, Gino's the best. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I I thought he would have given up on us. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's hard to hang out with comics. How many friends do you have literally outside of comedy? Gino's one of these guys that have his, is present without being... No one's tripping over him. He's an asset. Yeah, he cool. contributes. Good for morale. And probably indirectly helping, uh, you know... Helping fuck. us medicate. Yeah. I was just thinking, uh, you know, he was telling, talking to Brody about um, THC-based... Uh, Medication. Medications and things like that. Yeah, that was crazy, right? I just thought of that now. This is the first conversation I've had since... Into a microphone. And public in days. No, I've been out and about, but really not that present. And, you know, a dear friend of ours had uh, committed suicide a few days ago, four days ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah. It seems like... I know. It seems like I spent a week crying. Jeff Ross goes up at this comedy store. And goes, <laughs> after watching his childhood fr- friend speak, now I know why he killed himself. Oh, my God. That was so yeah, funny. Yeah, you were there, right? That was so funny. <sighs> it was good. It was such a relief. But, but it this was. The, it, we needed that relief uh, because, like, the right it, was, thing. it was so heavy. Like, when his, On paper, when his friend from Little League went up dude, and had been friends with him for 40 dude. years, made everybody cry. Oh, uh, like, we needed Jeff Ross to come out and say that. Just as a joke, but, you know. The room was so heavy. It was so sad. It is so sad. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, and I think it kind of shook the whole comedy world. And it's not something that we are even over yet. We're still yeah. in it. No, it's it's still very real for... A lot of people in that. Or it's becoming real because death is so hard of a concept to grasp. Like, how is it that I just saw him four weeks ago? Oh, I, I'm and still... And he's strong and he's six feet. Yeah. What is he, six? Perfect health, yeah. Yeah. In Athlete. such good shape. Yeah. And how many fat comedians are still alive? That's what I mean. And he's, he's dead. Josh he's dead. Nassar <laughs> is still doing open mics. And these, you know... How is he? He seems so physically healthy that 
it really was a mental most thing definitely that broke him and i wish he was on weed because these um, antidepressants you hear it in the commercials they say side effects include death and you're like why how is that safe to take this medication and to, find another one and to advertise this on national television and why is it's it so, a crime it's the yeah it's totally a crime it's yeah and it's multiple it's part of the reason i left Hamilton in the 90s when pharmaceutical drugs started to rip through all my social circles and friends, it changed the whole dynamic. And then people that already were in some sort of medicated or therapy-related stuff, it just spun them completely mm-hmm. right off the grid. Yeah. but um, It changes you as a person. It's a weird one. It alters your whole brain chemistry and... It's really scary, and it just makes you tired and groggy, and I don't know what the solution is because not everybody is compatible with weed. So some people oh, yeah, prefer yeah, yeah, taking yeah, yeah. those It's not a cure-all by far, and yeah. you can get it. This can be just as uh, life-damaging uh, as any heroin addict. If you smoke too much pot and don't pay your bills, you're fucked, like any other fucking drug yeah. addict, alcohol loser or whatever, right? Um, yeah, it's it's... It's it happened so quickly. It seemed like it could have been avoided. Yeah, know? like there was no lead up. There have been. It's not like he was missing from the scene for six months. No. Like, hey, what happened to Brody? Yeah, no. it was like we all literally just saw him no. walking, talking, yeah. periscoping. Yeah. Um, yeah. doing shows, doing radio shows. His he was very present. Is echoed through our lives for so long that, like, but he left behind so much content that if you <sighs> yes. watch a Brody Stevens video every yeah. day, yeah. for the next ten years, I don't think yeah. you you'll watch the same one. What he did every podcast. Periscope? Yes, everything. He periscoped his entire life. Is is that? I don't know. if... For somebody, you know, when some people kill themselves, they give their things away. And maybe some people create a, a digital kind of, uh, what do you call Catalog? it? Um, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much, but I definitely think the prescription element of it was key. Yeah, I'm mad at the healthcare system and his doctors. Yes, especially somebody that's created such a huge vacuum uh, in this whole yeah thing. And uh, but yes, Jeffrey Ross was very funny to say his friends were so big of a losers that that's why he killed himself. <laughs> that was that's so, so funny. Yeah, there was a great moment. That's what the con- that's what we all love the comedians for is that gallows. Like, can we get any lower than this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then somebody just picks up the ball and pops it up in the air. It's like a weird volleyball. It almost seems like, is it appropriate to make a joke like that at someone's memorial? But I think... He was, Jeff was probably gagging at the back to get that out. <laughs> he probably was like, pace yourself, pace yourself, pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, because he dropped that. Yeah. Jeff Ross and everyone, even people were so tra- traumatized by the, his childhood friends speech that Jeff Ross's name didn't even make anybody he had the total uh, uh, bait and switch 
Yeah. We were so preoccupied with our pain of Brody that when he did the line about... His friends were... With friends like that, I would have killed myself too. Yes. And it's very also... <laughs> it's representative of Seattle because Seattle is a depressing city. Yeah. It's gloomy and raining and everybody's Tried always Norway. depressed there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a... Depression's a real thing. Yeah. I found that in, uh, you know... In, I remember being in like different parts of Scandinavia and there were suicides and epidemics. And I'm like, these are the most best looking people I've ever seen. They all look great, healthcare, education. But this six months of darkness and the rain and the conditions and stuff, it, it's grating. I remember seeing this one day. I remember walking my apartment in Freedom's Plon in Stockholm. Freedom's Plon. And... Um, I saw like these well-dressed kind of middle-aged and older uh, Swedish people standing in this kind of weird line on the sidewalk. And, uh, oh, I go, look, the light, the light was shining in between the buildings and they mm -hmm. were trying to get sun in their face. Aww. They were starving for it. They look like hamsters feeding. <laughs> yeah. I'm going there in a month. I'm going to be in Stockholm in a month. Where are you going to be? Awesome. I'll be, uh, I'll be here. Calgary. In sunny California. With uh, Kate Quigley. Yep, my first time in Calgary. I'm excited for you girls. Are you? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's, I'm, I'll tell some people to go. I know it's a charity event. And um, what's the charity called? I'm not really sure. I should Like probably... my fans have any money. <laughs> I'll look that up. Yeah. I know my fans don't have money either. Is there any particular reason why they picked three women? Um, it's a women's charity that they're donating to. Okay. That's why. You guys have to represent? We're representing our vaginas. Doesn't that add a little more of a kind of a weirder dynamic to what you're doing as a comedian because of the subject matter? Might bleed over into their cause? No. I don't think so. I did that. What? At the Canadian consulate in London. You offended a charity? I didn't know that it was for like a, a international woman's rape crisis. Oh fund. my God. Yes. I know they really need to tell us because I don't really because know my, what the charity is. They should tell me what it is. Yes. Don't make the mistake I did. And I lost my passport. I had to go back to the consulate oh three days later God. for emergency. I was so embarrassed. <gasps> On uh, It was a big Canada show. All the premier Canadian comedians, all my friends from London when I lived there. And my uh, roommate and friend goes, what are you going to do? I go, what do you mean? He goes, this is for like a woman's rape charity event. There's people out there in tuxedos. And I, the lady in the front shook her head. I bombed so bad. It was, oh, it was a bloodbath. It was brutal. And then I was going back after I lost my passport days earlier that, um, I, that someone would recognize me and they'd ex exile me from this the consulate because I bombed so badly there. It was like a terrorist attack. That's how bad the show was. They had pictures of crying women, like 15 foot high on the wall. Crying women? Crying women. And uh, all like victims. Oh. I didn't do well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to go back and get my emergency passport three days before Christmas. And your merch also had crying women on your T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those were just family members, though. So. 
It was terrible. These are my ex-girlfriends. I tried. I tried. I tried. They were just not having and it. You found out after you, while you were on stage, what the charity was for. No, minutes before I went on stage. I thought they were big murals. But then oh, he told me God. that these are women that have been involved and they're either um, advocates or uh, uh, not advocates, but um, public speakers in this medium or victims and shit. Oh. <sighs> I bombed on a Russian television show. Nobody saw it. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is a positive. Russian television show? Like who saw it? Edward I wanted Snowden? someone to see it. I was trying to get my career. It's going so well here in Hollywood. I figured Russia might be next for me. <laughs> well, nobody who matters saw it. That's the good thing. How Better think, than bombing in there's LA. Maybe there's some Russian guy crying right now because you think he's useless <laughs> in the Nielsen ratings. Would you take a career if for whatever reason you got into a um uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, trending kind of, you know, someone gets a, a, a small clip of stand up and it's it becomes a viral. Oh, it's five o'clock. Is it five o'clock? Um, viral video stuff going, and for some reason, Russia. Like, uh, for example, um, from the Flight of the Concords, um, he's American, but he lives in Australia. Arch Barker. Arch Barker. Yeah. Arj lives and I If guess I had works. to move to a different country. Like Russia. Like something completely English. Is uh, I don't think I could live in Russia. You don't think you'd live I in Russia? I feel bad for Edward Snowden. When you grow up in America, you get used to American food. You're very American. I'm so American that if I had to live in Russia and eat Russian food, I couldn't survive. Tell me what Russian food you've eaten. I don't know why I'm defending the Russians because I know very little. Yeah, yeah. Gregus? What's Russian vodka? I don't know. I don't think I've ever had really Russian food. Yeah. So why? Maybe you might love Russian food. Mm, I like sausages. I like and American. I like. I like American comfort food. Could you live in another country for like six months? Depends on which country. If it's a country I like, maybe. Like Canada, I could survive in Canada. That's still that's kind of America light. It's very America, America light. Yeah, you go kayaking, you learn how to fish, get dreadlocks. Everybody's nice to me. Yeah, you'll have a great time. Yeah. No, like Slovenia or no. <laughs> you don't even know. You, ah. Could you even point to that on a map? <laughs> nope. Isn't that where Hotel Transylvania is? No. Is that a kids show? It's Ho a movie. It's a kids movie, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how I know that. I think my brother was into that. Probably. It was animated. Yeah. Oh, speaking of animated, I saw on your social media, uh, uh, Alita? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Is that a person in that picture or a statue? Um, it's like a, a... An actress playing... It's an actress, but they kind of great. CGI her. She looks oh, different. Oh, no, 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 no. And you're, you have a photo with her. Oh, she's a cosplay... Um, person. She does cosplay. She's, she was dressed up as her. Yeah, she looked great. I know. She, she the costume does doesn't Stella look cheap. Chu. She does a lot of cosplay. Um, She's got the, the, dresses up in the aesthetics. Her face is Yeah, it was perfect anime. for it. Yeah. So. Um, it was funny because all these Asian influencers got invited to the Alita premiere um, as a way to be influencer. like. Influencer. That's a new word to 2019 I know, for me, right? right? Fuck. I know. Sorry, influencer. And, and it was kind of like, oh, I think they invited us to the premiere because they didn't hire an Asian for this role, even though in the comic book, 
everybody's supposed to be Asian. Yeah. In well, Alita. look at Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. There was a stink. Emma, I don't blame. Emma, is that Emma Stone? No, that was... Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. So... They should just have an Asian chick do it. I know I know, the thing, is, the thing is, like, we're not that good of actresses <laughs> yet. Like, we are still coming out of... Crouching Tiger? You know, like, we're... Our parents didn't give us acting lessons. We, they gave us piano lessons. You yeah, know, but they didn't no, value acting. How many crazy Asian, like flamboyant uh, uh, actors do you know? Dr. Ken? He, yeah. might, he might be the, you know, the most biggest personality that I know of. Yeah, the biggest Asian star. Not necessarily even a star. He's, 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 uh, he's a comedian first. Yeah. So I think that's always carried with him. I sent him a message on MySpace years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he did some video where he jumps out of a box in an Office Depot commercial. Okay. And I sent him a message. I said, hey, that was really funny. And he's like, thanks. Blocked. (laughs) (laughs) That was before the hangover. Hangover (laughs) 2. He he lives across the street from Russell Peters. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, cool. I think right across the street. No, Howie Mandel lives right across the street. I think Dr. Ken lives. I'm glad their houses were okay in the fire. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But Russell said it was right up to the fence. Wow, he's lucky. Yeah, he said it was really close. Um, Going back to Brody, you know, I think Brody's death, like, taught us a lot. Or just the way, like, I don't know. He It feels like he always wanted, like, a Chris career. And... (sighs) Because he would say that so much. Yeah. He would say, I'm well, not Chris D'Elia. And yeah. It's like, I think it's better to be Brody Stevens. Totally. You know? Like, I, I think it kind of taught us, like, Just be, be happy with where you are in your career. Because if not, things could get so stressful that you might want to off yourself. And it's If you like, don't have that strength, a, a level foundation, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. If you're already a little bit of on the fence of a kook... And you don't lay down some proper cement, it can go very quickly. And also, like, all of his friends were comedians. And I think <laughs> it's good to have a balance of non-comedian totally. friends. Well, they'd be joking with you about your, the idea of you killing yourself. Yeah. If you brought it up, we'd be or teasing you about it. Or if you do, they'll be making jokes about it, like Jeffrey Ross did. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you have a funny f- funeral. Like, I thought that was great. A funny funeral. There's nothing better than crying and laughing at the same time. It's great. It's fucking. It, it seems so wrong and right at the same time. It's it's just a great thing. It's when just you're manic. Laughing, yeah. It's just like you 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 are forced to be present and be human. Yeah. Even if it's just for a few seconds. You know, Gino asked me if I ever had Brody on my podcast. And I said, you know what? I never asked him to do my podcast. I wanted to ask him. Um, you know, I had his number and I could have texted him any day. Sure. Hey, you want to do my podcast? But I always thought of him as so much higher up than me that yeah. I didn't want to bother him to do my little podcast. He's a movie star. And Gino <laughs> was like, oh my God, he would have loved to do your podcast and he wouldn't have thought that at all. No. But you know? we're, we're uh, and I'd say this too, like, I would tell people, like, that guy's my, my buddy. Like, I, I see him every night. Like, yeah. In our, you know, uh, it's awful. 
Yeah, I, um, it is awful. And like, it's not like, it's not something that you can reverse, you know? Like once you have that dark thought of wanting to kill yourself and actually killing yourself, you can't undo it. No. It's so permanent that it's like, God damn it. Yeah, you can't roll. I'm, yeah. There's a documentary of um, a bridge. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's video uh, cameras, shots of people jumping off bridges. Oh, my God. And it just committing suicide and looks of, uh-oh. What am I doing? Oh, no. You could see their faces? Yeah, like, oh. Like the heads, of, no. I'll f- yeah, just a, a clarity and it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I never had the balls to commit suicide. <sighs> I've wanted to, but I'm like... I fantasize it every a, morning. To pull a trigger <laughs> to, to actually tie the knot and to complete it is just... I'm going to put Too a terrifying. hand grenade in my mouth, run into um, a Chuck E. Cheese. I fantasized of <laughs> taking my car on 95 up in Boston. Doing a head-on? And doing a head-on and taking some random person with me. Can I sit in the back? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't drive. If you drive. sit in the back, you might get mangled. You got to sit in the front with me. That's why I don't drive. Because you, you might... It's too tempting? It's too tempting. Yeah. For reals. Okay, well, if the DMV is listening, I just want to make an announcement I've never, that those days are over for me. I've never... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm not a danger to others yeah. on the other side of 95 North. We want you in for an eye test. <laughs> sure. What, do you want to head on? What? No, that, would, I, that would have been my way to go, but... Um, that's, yeah. that's why I, I yell at people on their phones in their cars when they're driving. I go, we're going to get in a head on with a cement truck. And then they, it gets in their head... Because it's a, the chances of us getting in a head-on collision have escalated to 50-50 now. Because of phones. Because they're pissing around on their fucking phone. I know. That's why when I... When and you, I got no When you asked me to on, do your podcast, I was like, I don't know. I might be safer at home. Than here. Than risking my life to come do your podcast. It's do like, you realize okay. I'm risking my life? Hey, but you also know you've driven in a snowstorm. Would I, you take LA traffic over a snowstorm? Of course you would. Of course. Yes. Because at least when you get T-boned, opposed to flipping it into a ditch, you can get or insurance no, the here. bridges. The bridges are the iciest. Uh, oh, yeah. And then and everyone's then breaking sliding. on the top. And then there's the pile up. How many videos have you seen on the internet? Tractor trailers. Well, now with these dash cams, Boom! you can watch these accidents. It's just an ice rink. But no, but those are in Russia. They had to do those for insurance purposes. Because Why so are you people... obsessed with Russia? <laughs> I'm not going to Russia, okay? <laughs> there was too many insurance cases, so they, they everybody has to have a, a video camera in their car. Why? What was going on in Russia? Because there was epidemics of people going in and making false insurance claims and bankrupting insurance companies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Russians Rolling. are just oh. so fucking corrupt. Oh, Russia is the reason why North Korea is North Korea. For real? Yeah. yeah Russia fucked up Korea because the whole world were... What Not year World are we War, talking? But we're talking 1950, 1953. I'm Korean. Oh, fuck. You, know? you didn't tell me that. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> you know, and fucking <laughs> Russia was the one who was like, we're taking over North Korea. 
And America was like, we have to save South Korea from the Russians because if it wasn't for America's um, involvement in the war, Russia would have taken over all of Korea and made it communist and made it. And, and, and Russians picked- What resources did, did the North Koreans have besides blood, sweat, and tears to, to get a world-class military in a relatively quickly time, I guess, right? Yeah. Or after the Second World War. Yeah, it was all it was all Russia. Like, well, the, it was a guy who they picked, Kim Jong Il. And you got to figure the stuff that just makes to the news. Okay, nuclear disarmament. That is that we want to see a checklist of your artillery so we can compare it with ours. How big is their basement of ammunition and spaceships and laser this time travel that? Mm-hmm. It's, Aliens. Uh, all of their rice silos are filled with arms. That's what my ex-girlfriend used to call her pussy, the rice silo. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was always full of maggots and there would be nine farmers oh, standing God. around it. Yeah, it was bad. She was terrible with kids too. She hung herself. No, not her. Different one though. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird thing to happen as soon as you pull out of somebody and then just want to (laughs) turn themselves up like that. Oh my God. (laughs) I get talking like that um, in public. Mm -hmm. Friends of mine I've known for a long time will tend to um, coax me along to creating a little more volume and being a lot more explicit so people can kind of like. You, he, you'll see you get them a bigger like, reaction out of them. Well, they just kind of they overhear like, what, what the fuck? What did he just say? Like, just kind of confused. And then there's a, a, a just they don't know how to respond to it. They heard it was like some negative language or something. But I would describe something or talk about something that's terrible, and they'd be drawn in enough. But the the words I'd choose in that order would be very confusing, but mm-hmm. disheartening all at the same time. It's a gift. <laughs> Gift. You are gifted, Jason. That's what they said. Then they put a helmet on me and kicked me down a flight of stairs. Oh, man. I went to a gifted school. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, saw, I saw X-Men. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Uh, but your school was Catholic. No. Well, everybody at my school was Catholic, but I didn't go to a Catholic school. I went to a public school. I went to a vocational school where I had to take a bus from one end of the city to the other to go to my school which was all dudes. It was like, a, a, you know. That's got to be horrible. Like, it, that's the best part of school is seeing girls. Well, I got to see them, Catholic girls on the bus all the way down until I got to the prison at the end of the line. It was the worst. Ugh. It was the worst. It was the worst. And then, um, yeah, it was bad. I remember they took, because there was another, <laughs> there was like, Three, two or three boys vocational schools, and they had one that was girls, and they decided to have a school dance one time, and it looked like the little rascals met the Peanuts gang. Aww. It was the dirtiest room you've ever seen in it. I Aww. think all the girls were like six months pregnant. <gasps> wow. Having miscarriages during slow dances. <laughs> <laughs> right? You must have had a prom. You're American. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to prom. I went to... Homecoming dance. Is that just more dancing than proming? It's um, it's just a different time of the year. It's like October or something. Is it the same um, 
It's it's a it's dress a, up dinner thing. It's a prom light. Prom was bigger. Prom is the end of the year, kind okay. of. It's in May, I think. Um, but homecoming, homecoming dance was the first dance that I went to, because uh, I was kind of like on the fence, like leaving church. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy what a you, short dress and go to homecoming dance. And fuck some shit up. You know? Did you get hammered? Were you even? Did you even had a drink at no, that time? No, it was so such an innocent time back then. Like, yeah, look nobody, at it and, and reminisce. I mean, not that nobody was drinking. I'm sure there were the bad kids were drinking. But I went to homecoming dance with like three girlfriends of mine. We didn't have dates and we didn't get drunk. We just went out for deep dish pizza afterwards. That's wholesome. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm, tw- I'm working we went to towards I'm working to get there. I started <clears throat> off in Too a hardcore. sewer. Yeah. No, but even then, not until I was like 20, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know I was active enough that it wasn't like a thing to be hung over. I don't know. Yeah. I never drank in high school because I didn't hung out. I didn't hang out with the kids. The way everybody else hung out. The, actually, a lot of the band kids would ask me, like, what do you do after school? Yeah. Because you don't hang out with us. Yeah. And I'm like, I wipe down the plants at church when, they're, when they get dusty. Yeah. Uh, meticulously. Yeah. Because for Jesus is watching and you want to do a good job. But when I was in school, I was also, like, crazy. And I kind of let loose what at school. What crazy? <laughs> Come on. Just crazy. Like I would like pull pranks on the teachers and make fun of the teachers like out loud to their faces, you know. So I kind of was this character at school that I couldn't really did be that, did, at church. Was that? Uh, I was living a dual life, like yeah. that pilot who crashed into that house who killed four people on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. I guess he was having he had two social security numbers, and I never heard about this. It just came out today, and. <laughs> Uh, I was living a double life, church me, school me, yeah. you know, and I would have kind of a more, um, I was more myself at school than I was at church and I liked being at school more than I liked being at church. So I was like, you know what? I like me this way more. I'm going to stop going to church. Yeah. I felt more free and people were just, yeah, you're not, you're not hurting yeah, people yeah, how found me funnier at school than at church because I couldn't really be so inappropriate at church. I had to be wholesome and love Jesus. It just wasn't as many opportunities to be funny at church because everybody's behaving. Of course. And even though that you know that the joke that you have on the tip of your tongue would be kill, in, even in that social situation amongst your peers in the church, the backlash of that, we oh, we had a good laugh, but... No more of that. Yeah. And you're like, but we all, we all, we all forgot about time for a second. You know what else? Like I would put jokes in my testimonies that I would have to read in front of everybody at Friday night testimony sharing meeting. But I, the laughs that you would get at church, they're so reserved and they would laugh and it felt good to get a laugh out of, (laughs) out of a congregation of people sitting in folding chairs at a house converted into a church. Is that when you realized you didn't want to have children? (laughs) No, I realized way before then. Um, but the kids at school laughed harder, you know? Yeah. Because they didn't have the umbrella of the, uh, yeah. Cause they were like pretend Catholics. Yeah, most of those kids do anal sex to keep their virginity intact. Right? They call it daddy's pussy. (laughs) Or Jesus's... Anyway, 
I'm teaching a workshop downtown tomorrow with a bunch of homeless guys in a golf club. What are you teaching? I'm teaching a game called Golf Bag. And uh, what you do is you take a golf club. And the guy gets in all fours at the end of the sidewalk and you throw the nine iron. And he tries to catch it in his asshole. Oh, wow. I never heard of that. It's new. We got, oh. a, we got an app coming out. <laughs> nice. This has just turned into some really bad Groundlings class now. <laughs> and then, did you do any of that stuff? I took an improv class at UCB in New York years ago. Before stand-up? Level one. No, during stand-up. And now, what? Just four months ago, you hosted the Adult Video Awards. Um, yeah, a month and a half ago. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It looked gorgeous. I saw some photos. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot about the porn industry, and everybody was really nice. It like, doesn't look the, cheap. No. It, it's, it's, it's high it's production a, value, and the girls are beautiful, and they're so nice. I went to the one previous with Case hosted. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, how was it? And uh, we had a balcony, and I was looking around, and I'm like... All right. It's fancy. It's fancy. It's a fancy event. It's and everybody the was great. They were great. Porn. The girls and were funny. The girls are super decked out. Yeah. And so when I watched... The Kate- guys are ugly. <laughs> now, listen, the guys in the industry vary from aesthetics. And the girls, you know, it's pretty broad too. But the fans are some of the sweatiest, grossest looking guys. Yeah, the guys They're just are like gross. the unfuckable. Really, they're the unfuckables. Yeah, and the girls are just beautiful yeah. that you're like, wow, you have to fuck that. Yeah. Some greasy... I guess I would pay to watch that too. The guy's coughing into her mouth cigarette butts while he's trying to fucking kiss yeah. her on the neck. <laughs> Can my dog watch? <laughs> so you go down. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I'm in Vegas for the AVNs and... You know, that weekend, people are like, was it crazy? Did you do an orgy? Were you part of an orgy? And it's like, people are really business professional. Very professional. You know, it's not... Because life and death, for, you know, health reasons, there's no fucking around. No, and they're not trying to fuck civilians. No. They're They're not fuck. They're not looking to fuck you. They're getting paid. Yeah, they want to get paid to to do it. And it's they're all networking to get... Into but don't a you scene. like me? No, this is my business. Is yeah. fucking. I fuck for money. It's I've like comedy. Everybody's there networking, trying to get booked on with like the bigger porn star who has bigger followers, you know, bigger following than the other than you do. And yeah, they're all networking. Like, yeah, I went to a party. It's interesting and- when you go around the booths. You're like, oh, this is so formatted, like a comedy convention, and the whole dialogue. It's like any comedy festival or. Um, yeah, that kind it's of a events. million people there. Yeah. It was cake. It and there's smooths and crazy. sponsor this and this brand that. All these sex toys. Uh, like the, the My Free Cams have kind of dominated. Oh the my whole God. Shit. The My Free Cams booth lasts for a mile. Yeah, it's insane. It dominates like. Yeah. It's definitely the new. It's the model. hot new thing. Did you do the, uh, the VR porn glasses? They had an exhibit there. You know there. what? I didn't have a chance to do that. You've had VR glasses on? Yeah, and I don't like VR because it makes me really dizzy. You got vertigo? You know? It's it just like, I don't like having a screen so close to my eyes. 
Okay. You know, because it's like, it's not good for your eyes. And I, I don't oh, know. I guess no. I'm like an old lady like that. I'm no. like, get this VR, get these VR glasses off my face. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting thing. It is, it is kind of disorienting. You're, yeah, your it, makes me wanna, it makes me want to barf. You know? Do you get your money back if you puke? <laughs> I think it was free. What makes you puke? Um, drinking too much. Are you a drinker? I'm not a drinker, but when I, when I have drank too much, I could barf. You know? From just excess. Like, I've barfed at a New York subway stop <laughs> before. Yeah, but that's what you do in New York. Same yeah, you do in like any the major door. City. I couldn't wait for the fucking doors to open one night. It was Halloween. In the subway car? I was in the subway, had to puke, and I almost puked in the subway car. Pickled eggs? And I finally was able to wait until the doors opened, and as soon as the doors opened, I just puked out onto the subway platform. Very polite. But, you know, teaches you, like, don't stand in the fucking doorway. Oh, did you blast somebody when you opened the doors? I must have. I must have puked on somebody. I saw a kind of reverse of that where a homeless guy got hit by a train. (gasps) <gasps> and it looked like someone threw a pomegranate against oh, the brick wall. Oh, God. Yeah, he's, he was a, such a hit in the center of his body. His arms and legs shot off in different directions. It didn't even look real. Oh, my God. They kicked me out of the library for laughing at it. I had oh. it on speakers, and they were pissed. <laughs> this baby's crying in the background. <laughs> there was something else I had in mind. Um, AVN's... Um, Mm. The movie, the anime movie, mm-hmm. and um, Cowboys. And Cowboys. It's a different kind of place, Canada. You've been. I've been to but you, East Coast Canada. This is my first time West Coast Canada. Yeah. It's nice. And yeah. the exchange rate's good. It's, do you eat meat? I do. Okay. Uh, very. Uh, they're very proud of their Alberta beef. Oh. World-class steak. You go to like a steakhouse or something like that. Actually, I think they probably have a kitchen at Cowboys. They, I bet you they got a pretty. If you can get a uh, cut of beef, you're uh, all you're, right. You're gonna. I'll be, order a steak. You totally get a steak. Yeah. It's it's the place you get steak. I might eat red meat too much. I get like short ribs at Korean barbecue all the time. Oh, I love Korean barbecue. I don't Do go you? enough. Yeah. And I don't know what's a good one or not. I usually get brought every three years or something. But um, I know Ron Jossels, I watch his Instagram, and he's always at a good barbecue place. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place? You must, is it? Yeah, you know what? There's got to be one. Anthony Bourdain went to this restaurant, Beverly Soon Tofu House. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's called House. Beverly Soon Tofu. Really soon tofu? Soon tofu. I love the sense of humor and all the branding. (laughs) Characters that have no context. There's a teddy bear and a rice bowl. And there's, okay, it's, oh, they've clearly. It's a really good restaurant. Um, It's just a tiny hole in the wall. It's nothing fancy. But uh, they have really good kalbi short ribs there. Pork or beef? Beef. Beef because short ribs? because kalbi the beef short ribs too much sauce they, they douse it in sugar brown sugar it's too much I it's, can't do it see I love that if I can get it on the side but when you got okay if the quality of meat is a good rib meat because sometimes you're eating it's like this is skin and sugar and bone it's been cooked to dog shit and the ribs no, look like an old lady's it's good toes. I like it it's it's delicious okay yeah I'm gonna have to get us uh, a list. 
because um and there's no like where do you get like jerk chicken or or like roadie and shit like there's no uh there's loads of sushi places ramen noodle places I don't eat sushi or ramen No I stopped because I did enjoy it. It's such it. a scam. Ramen is the biggest fucking oh, scam. It's, it's so ravioli. cheap. It's so cheap to yep. make. Like, Ten bucks. People who sell ramen make more money than pizza sellers. But this is a city of trends. And people want to be in the it It's like spots. you eat ramen. That's something you're supposed to eat at Ichiban home. noodles. When you have nothing else to eat. Bacon and egg. That's like hurricane food. Yeah. Earthquake food. Yeah. It's like the gumbo. And then these restaurants are serving ramen like it's a dish. And there's and lineups. You're, and you're hungry it, like right after eating it. Like it's not, it's not anything. No, I, I could tell from it's the It's just a holdover. Stock, it's a snack. Yeah. They're boiling in chicken feet Yeah, and spitting in it. It's disgusting, the ramen trend. Do you like? I mean, I eat ramen at home. Yeah. Because I grew up on ramen. And you know what and proper and fresh ingredients. And I eat ingredients. Sapporo Ichiban ramen. Yeah. It's a Japanese ramen brand. Is it in a bag or a It's container? in a bag. It's in a red and white bag. And there's different flavors, but shrimp flavor is like, original flavor is like. Oh, I the, know. I, do you know it? We, you know, we get it in Canada. Yeah. And I eat a lot of it. You know, Have you that, had a rice burger? No. Is it like some pressed rice that's baked? No, it's not baked. Is it it's cooked rice and they put sesame oil on it. And flakes of seaweed, Ooh. and that's the bun of the burger. And then the meat can be spam, egg, tofu, bulgogi. Spam. Yeah, I've eaten it when I was a kid. It's a shit. It's dog shit. It's delicious. Spam. It's they tried what to pass it off as bacon. My childhood is made of. If you, if I laid out, I took a bucket of what they was going to go into a can of spam, and it was un. I know, but it's, and I poured out. Okay, all I haven't those had entrails. it in several months, but. You'd be throwing up in your hand. I mean, listen, I read Jungle by, you know, what's that guy's name? Unger. Jungle. It's um Is it a, it's a book about food, about fast what food? about what hot dogs are made of. Oh. And after I read that book, I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop eating hot dogs. But spam if you grow up on something as disgusting as oh, it's it a is, comfort thing. It's hard to like not eat it anymore. Yeah, hot dog. I've, you know, it brings an emotional joy and connection to your childhood. Like your grandmother's sports car. <laughs> my mom's <laughs> my mom's car. Your mom's car, right? It brings traumatic pain. Yeah. Was it because you had spent long drives in that shit box? No, it's just that it, it was sucked. like... It sucked. Everyone farted and everyone had to read the Bible at the same time. It was just a shitty car. And just the color of it. My parents had this maroon Hyundai Elantra that had a line that they thought the was stylish. Seats were always hot from the sun, so you We had your to ass. Sit, in a, sit on a book, on a library book, and then we'd return the books on the way Who's back. Who's we? How many? Five siblings? kids. Five kids? Yeah. That's terrible. I know, right? Where they didn't even you? take care of us. Like, my mom was always <laughs> like, my mom was always like boasting about like, yeah, I, I have five kids. It's like, yeah, but you don't take care of us. Where, uh, you know, like, where were you on Like, the she age? would just collect a- accolades from people who were like, oh, missionary Esther has five children. She's she was out of the country great. a lot? No, not even. She's just alcoholic. No, <laughs> gambler. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, great. she would just be like. That's very Asian disposition out, to be. She a would just be out at gambler. Um, 
at like Blowing prayer the red meetings. Monies. You know what it is? She was she taking was, money from the church and pissing it. Yes, she was she, very <laughs> social. You know, so she'd rather be out. Yeah, she's a diplomat. At church, professional liar. Exactly. Your mother's an asshole. <laughs> she'd rather be socializing at church with people her age than be taking care of that her children. Buy her snake oil. You know. Yeah, she's got a little culty kind yeah, of thing going. Exactly. There. Good for her. So she's got that David Koresh gene. I don't have that because you know in the meetings I start to do some weird shit, and then they just don't believe I talk to Jesus anymore. <laughs> right? Start singing these black. You know what? Songs. And I would see her cheating on her church too. She was a founding member. Like she was a missionary. She go to other churches. She would take me to other churches, and like there was like a <sighs> church. But you were the you were the young hopeful. Yeah. This is we put everything into this one. I saw people speaking in tongues at one church. Oh. And they get pissed off you start jacking off. <laughs> like, Am I at the right party? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> why are we cheating on our church? You're like a missionary that's respected at our church. Yeah. You know, like she was very high up. Was this because of the services that she'd had in and around the world with her missionary? I think work? she just wanted to like check out ego-driven shit. That's Game just, of Thrones. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, it was ego-driven. The female coups have big egos. Yeah. That I sometimes see get in the way. A lot of the guys in your family are probably like broken. <laughs> what? Yeah, I no. bet you if I could pull in yeah. two of your brothers and uncle, is your dad alive? Yeah. Fuck. All right, him. and i'd sit down go listen guys none of the girls can hear anything do they hit you blink twice they can see through the glass yeah right i bet you all the guys would go we don't want to go back can we stay with you mister i wish and i'd raise your two brothers your uncle and your dad as my own (laughs) <laughs> and I could take them to Canada and get full health care and a government grant because I'm doing such a good thing at taking in these nice people. No. I wish it was like that. Free health care? Yeah, that would be nice. I know. So if I go to Canada and I'm in Calgary for 24 hours and I have a medical emergency, are they going to just take care of me and not bill me? It's, it's strange that we're actually having this conversation. They'll probably try and solicit you for... A payment down the road, but they but won't then let they'll you send die. an apology in the le- in the mail. Thank you. Sorry oh, about you had, that bill. You, you had to be an asshole, didn't you? No free health care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do they charge Americans for health care? No. God, you are very American. Ignorant. You're very ignorant. I'm sorry. I'm assuming. See. Yeah, but we don't care about Canada. Like you don't care about you guys. Anything. You guys well, care about all, us. You guys. There's a line that was on the ground before either of us showed up. So that defined one from yeah, the other. What's up with that line between America and Canada? How come it's so even? It's not, not straight. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's so straight because it's not like other countries. Because if we left it up to the states, it would be a zigzag. Squiggly. It'd be all around all the oil mines. It would have been <laughs> clean along water, a river. Bones. Yeah. But it has and, like a nice clean line. Which is really weird and which is really different than most country lines. I think because... Um, there's nothing at the border. Oh, there's stuff. It's just like cornfields, though. Listen to you. Don't. You know it's not fucking cornfields. What is it then? 
Yes, it is. I've driven from Boston to Montreal. Yeah. It's cornfields. It's, it's just farms. First of all, there's no fucking cornfields between Okay, Montreal well, it's farms. Bo- they grow something, soybeans or something. All right. <laughs> Listen, I don't even live there anymore. I get it. You want to say, oh, Canada, you're fucking dumb. Oh, Canada. Like, just the fact that you put O before Canada, that's first so all, funny. I had nothing to do with any of this. So, your ancestors did, and they are to Actually, blame. Actually, my ancestors, I don't know. I'm going to go get a DNA test this year. Are you? Find out if I'm a chimpanzee or not. What if they use your DNA to, like, track you down, and you leave parts of your specimen in hotels that you frequent? That's fine. Uh, and I then have they no frame concern. you for a murder. There's no... Um, I'll come out with a great book. From jail? Yeah. And a one-man show. I'll make it a goddamn musical. You know, every prisoner in this country should write a book. Like, what are they doing in jail? Working out 24-7? That's the name of the book. What are we doing in jail working out 24-7? That's the name of the book. You know what I mean? You have to. If I was in jail, I would put out so many books, but I'm not in jail. But I'm in the real of, world. I have auditions to go to. But you look at his jail as isolation. There's more going on than just being... Stuck. There's war. It's war. There's race wars in jail. Most definitely. Yeah. If I learned that from Orange is the New Black. I learned it from an episode of Rockford Files in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from having George Perez on my podcast. Yeah, there's numerous YouTube um, interviews and documentaries of prison politics and etiquette. Yeah. Not to fuck around. I guess... There's numerous showings of Shawshank Redemption. America put on the Tommy. Do you know Cheech and Chong? Mm-hmm. Of course you do. Do you know that Tommy Chong is from Vancouver? Oh, is he? Yes. Do you know that they America put Tommy Chong in prison yes. because he was selling bongs? Oh. And that it was his son's company, but Tommy took the hit and went to prison. Oh my God. So. There's your America. You're mean to stoners. I know, so but it's changing. Fuck you. It's They're changing. You're not so tough now, are you there, Curly <laughs> Sue? You were all pissing vinegar a minute ago. You know and then what you're like, America you know what? does also? I was in an Uber recently, and the Uber driver told me that he got entrapped by the police. This little old lady came up to him and solicited him for a ride and said, Could you just drop me off? Down the street, it's a mile down. You trapped him with an old lady? Yes. The old lady was working for the fucking <laughs> cops. And she goes, can That's you, like a comic book gag. Can you just get me down the street? I'm just trying. And he felt bad for her. She's a, a little old lady. And what, he says, Where was this? Where? In LA. And he says, There's real shit going he on. He says, I can't give you a ride. I, oh, he says, Prostitution, I'll give you, got arrested for I'll give you a ride. You don't even have to pay me. He said that multiple times to her. She gets in the car, and right when she gets in the car, she says, the police are going to show up and give you a ticket because Ubers aren't supposed to solicit rides on the street. She was in cahoots with the police. Yes. This is a legit she sting. Was, she was a narc for the police. And then he got a $1,000 ticket for falling for it. And then he saw that, her in court, and she apologized to him. After he paid his fine? Mm-hmm. But the police, I well, police stations are broke. They got to, they gotta like, make money. Yeah, but 1000 so bucks to this guy. How much is Uber. she making 
cahooting with the police, you know? Well, she's an employee. She's an undercover officer on some level. Yeah. I would have kicked that old lady in the chat. How old? 80? I don't know how old. 80. Let's go with 80. But it's like... I would have kicked that old lady so hard in the chest. <laughs> in that courtroom, her wig would have popped off. People, yeah, because it's not people, illegal. She's not an employee the of the police department. The cops wouldn't even shoot me. They were like, we've never even seen that on the internet. This guy, I do it in handcuffs too. You yeah. know, um, fugitive and the, the guy's running with the handcuffs and he jumps over his hands. That's what I would do, but I'd kick the lady <laughs> in the chest. Oh, man. I felt so bad for him. Well, you first know? of all, that, that it's seems like... It's like to target like these Uber drivers who are just trying to make ends meet. To target anybody shouldn't be your job. Yeah. That's not in your job description to target... So watch out, Uber drivers. Don't pick up any old ladies. You See, know? It's like you have, you have a heart and you feel bad for her. I'll give you a ride for free. If, they, if I was driving Uber and an old lady got me arrested for soliciting... Oh, no. It wasn't a prost- she wasn't a prostitute? Um, he didn't specify. <laughs> That's she what he could have done. She could have been doing that on the side. He could have said, listen, I fucked this hooker two weeks ago. What are you <laughs> telling me that I'm wondering? I'm just picking her up again. She's going to go get her grandkids out of the hospital. They're dying of cancer. <sighs> yeah. Jesus, right? Jesus. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Enjoying the uh, sun and my little, uh, those are actually uh, two people's heads that have been on the show. Oh. Everyone's going to take their skull off They're and a put it dusty. on my storage I feel like containers. you should uh, get some I get stoned. microfiber cloths and wipe them down. Fucking CVS, the day after Halloween, for whatever reason, I'm baked. Mm-hmm. The Halloween decorations are nothing. They cost nothing after Halloween. So I've got bags of shit, skulls. All kinds of crap. At CVS? Yeah. <laughs> I get it uh, and then put it up for Christmas out of spite. CBS. I think I'm going to put a Christmas tree on the roof with a dead cat on it. Oh. And go, he was trying to break in and steal my tree. But we got him. I'll put an arrow in him so it looked like the cat was climbing out of the chimney <laughs> with a Christmas tree. <laughs> Esther Koo. Perfect. Calgary. Um, March 22nd. Outlaws. Or... Cowboys. 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 With, with Jamie. Or with Jamie. Fuck, I'm way... Amy, uh, Nicole Amy. Nicole Amy and, and, and uh, Kate, Kate Quigley. Quigley. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited, actually. I, I, to be honest with you... I was thinking we should name... We should go on tour and we should name it the Cock Teases of Comedy. You know what? I think that's a great idea. Or and Cock Tease Comedy. I would actually pay... See, this is way... Guys can go and watch comedy and have a good time and bring their chick. Or chicks could come out because there's more but tables. But you don't want it too vagina heavy. I don't want it heavy anything. I want it... I, I was, yeah. Any, I don't know. The thing is, down. it's a good name because of the alliteration. But to be honest... Oh, I think it's a great name. A I lot think- of the people who come out to comedy shows are couples. And if you name yourself Cocktees of Comedy, they're not going to want to bring their wives. No. Because, no, 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 no. Or, I, no, the wives aren't going to want to bring their husbands because they're going to think we're going to try to fuck their husbands. I, I and think it's like, your husband is taunting. ugly. Yeah, we're yeah. not trying to fuck him. No. But the illusion of it, you guys can buy into that, whatever you want, the bantery, suggestive behavior. You can create, oh, he's got, he likes me a little bit. You know, <laughs> I think it's great. And you three girls, uh, 
That's a killer lineup. Yeah. Well, thanks. And I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, <sighs> there was something else. That you had the. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? Um, do you like using uh, internet? I do. I do. I was one of the first adopters of the internet when it came out. But also, um, you got your hand in bitcoins. I'm going to wrap this up, but I, you, people, you have a coin, don't you? Uh, I don't have a full coin. I have like point something something of a coin. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And what's the coin? Is this is this something some people can get in on, or it's Bitcoin, but it. It um it crashed and I don't think it's coming back. <laughs> no, really? It seems like it. Yeah. Is this something recent? I don't know. Yeah, the value's gone down a lot. Okay. As a currency. As a currency. Okay. So but it's still who in the knows? Market. It's gone up and down. So it yeah. was always a risky thing to get into. And um yeah. But you've you've been a bit of a um a catalyst for using technology. True. In, in your, in yeah, your... I like adapting to new technologies as soon as they come out. Um, like I had an underground newspaper in high school that was distributed via Hotmail when people just got when Hotmail just came out yeah. that year, and the library at my school blocked Hotmail from the computers on Netscape because of my underground newspaper. Interesting. Because people were like printing it out at the library yeah. rather than printing out articles for their research papers. It's very, uh, pump up the volume. Yeah. Right? So I would get teachers in trouble for some of those stuff that I printed in the newspaper that they were like, did you really say this to this female student? And I would get teachers in trouble, the bad ones, you know? You're um, a shit disturber. I was. You're refined now, shit disturber. Don't but you're a, trouble, you're a troublemaker at heart. I but am. I don't think you're malicious. I just think you like to see a little chaos. <laughs> Do you get excited well, when you I hear Well, I grew breaking? up in chaos. Yeah. You know, my house was extremely chaotic because, you know, Korean people were throwing plates at the walls. And yeah. it was in the 80s and 90s when, you know, there were blood-curdling screams coming from our house. And the neighbor's house was literally 10 feet away. Like, we can hear the neighbors screaming out, Tom, John, get your ass in here, you know? And so I'm sure our neighbors heard everything that came out of our house, and we were fighting <laughs> Can you imagine and the screaming. conversations? They go inside, holy fuck, they're really going at it you again. Know, <laughs> and then listening, going, come around, come around. Uh, and my mom would always make us close the windows before she started yelling at us. And I'm like, you think they can't hear us through these windows? They're so thin. It's a courtesy thing. It's a courtesy. It's it is. like, but my, we're going to do it. But our one neighbor um, was one of our teacher's moms. And she, I think, felt bad for us. And she made us cookies for Christmas. <sighs> but it was kind of the like... neighborhood a, pity. You don't, it's the worst, isn't it? You don't it? say, you know, you don't tell... Because what was she going to do? Tell my teacher that I, I come from a violent home? It's like, but not alcohol related? No, like Christianity, like angry, Whoa. sober related. Okay, because yeah. it was all booze. No, it was not booze me. induced, um, you know. And so it was just chaos. And it's a chain reaction too because it goes through the whole family. It starts here and it goes... And it's constantly... And where you're, yeah, you're, I remember when I was living. To this day, I walk on my tippy toes on a hardwood floor. Because of that, 
because yeah. shit goes down. You know, when I was living in Boston and I would go home for Christmas, <laughs> I would I would turn into that angry person again, slamming doors and like stomping on the floor. Settle back into asshole. yeah, because you just get back into it because that's just the culture of that family and and just stomping on the floor while you're walking just to make everybody know that you're mad. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, it's so get to it, man. Yeah. Don't stomp your feet. Get to it. Attack me. Yeah. So I thrive <laughs> in a chaotic environment. Really? Just, well, just cause that's what I was raised in. And so, you know, something like hosting the AVNs, it's chaotic. It's, there's lights, there's cameras, there's porn stars, there's crew people. There's a million things distracting you. And it's, um, and I think that's why a lot of people who grow up in alcoholic homes or, you know, extreme Christian homes or, you know, violent homes, they are cut out for show business because, you know, to be able to thrive in an environment where you're taping a TV show, an award show, it's like in order to deal with those pressures, it, you know, like my childhood yeah, like, that's very prepared me for it. Very interesting. You know, because that most makes people, me a lot of sense. You know, when people say uh, all the time, like, you're so brave to be able to do what you do. And it's like, it's not brave. No, I'm I did traumatized. The hard, I did the hard shit years ago. Yeah, this I put in the work by, you know, surviving, surviving <laughs> a, a chaotic uh, upbringing. Yeah. You know? Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It explains a little bit about myself, actually. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because I've always been attracted to uh, high, what most people would consider high stress situations. High stress environments, but we handle those like well. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been in some extremely high pressure situations in various situations, and it really, um, yeah, I I just have a sense of balance to it. Yeah. You know? Obviously, certain things accelerate in different directions, but um, I'll see people freaking out and going, this is what you call a freak out moment? <laughs> this right. is not a freak out moment, okay? That's ended relationships with me where the drama escalated to like a crazy bunch. Of, this, is, this is nothing. We're definitely not going to go anywhere to... Uh, uh, any further on this because your explosive um, bullshit, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Foot stompy? Yep. Bullshit. Foot stomping so the whole house hears you and everybody has to... That person I want to punch in the stomach. to that person. Yeah. It's everybody call around. What's wrong? Well, everyone gather around. You know, I like, stubbed my toe today. That's why when... Um, I was on the radio with Opie and Jim Norton during that fight. <laughs> oh, I I watched that. I listened to that. You couldn't watch it because they didn't videotape it. That's right. And you were just like, oh, shit. It brought me back to my childhood because, you know. Yeah, you were quiet. Opie was being really angry and yeah. it just kind of set the mood for, okay, everybody has to respect this person's anger. And rather than like, doing the healthy thing to be like, you know what? You guys have your fight. I'm going to walk out right now. I just sat there and took it yeah, because just like I did when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was so quiet because it kind of like, you know, was similar to the fighting that I was used to growing up. It brought me back to that. 
Yeah, the media. And that's why I've never listened to that fight because... You lived it. Because I lived it you and lived I don't want to hear myself get small again. You um, do get and being, small, right? And, yeah, and getting bullied by, you know, this radio host. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up beef that I had nothing to do with, and I was yeah. just like born into it, you know. Yeah, you 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 know the brother, the parent is chastising the other sibling, and you're just kind of there. And you had nothing to do with it, but you're all punished. And as if everybody you, gets it. As if you did everybody that too. Everybody gets yeah, it. Yeah, everybody all gets punished. All of a sudden, punished. the door clicks the wrong way, and you hear, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then everyone scatters. Yeah. Run for the hills. That's what, I'll never listen to that fight ever. Yeah, I remember hearing that. I'm like, oh, this is what a great radio debut <laughs> here, right? You're, I don't know if you're promoting anything or what, but now all of a sudden it's like this high stakes <sighs> drama. Yeah, it, w- it went on and on and on and on. It was long. It was very high stakes, and eventually I like made my way out. Yeah, I actually was like, I had a meeting at UTA at like 11 a.m. Because I was like, oh, I'll do OB and I'll uh, be out of there by 10.30, make it to UTA at 11. And then when I got to UTA, I was like, oh, my God, you guys, something crazy happened. I just caused a fight on the radio. And they were like, oh, we'll give you a call. That was big. <laughs> that was crazy. It was crazy. It was like a few years ago. Yeah. Three years ago? It was crazy. Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing But it that. was just awkward for me because I didn't even know... The history of all of that. Well, I guess I'm not the special guest anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like put in this awkward situation, you know? Very unfortunate. But you know what? Again, it's like, fuck, you look back and laugh as we are now, right? What a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, EstherKoo.com, Koo and the Gang. EstherKoo.com, E-S-T-H-E-R-K-U.com or .can. .can? No. But I hope I'm going to go to Calgary to see if my website works in Canada. The internet's global. (laughs) Don't patronize me. It's very cool. If you are, I'm going to post this immediately. So are you? People can uh, go. If you're in Calgary, this is actually a a good charity and a killer lineup. Um, Get your girlfriends out of the house and go to Cowboys and see the girls Fucking tear Alberta a new asshole. Eat some meat and, uh, you know. I will. Watch out for horse shit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. I don't care what society thinks. Good or nothing anyway. They're no better than me.